Welcome to the I Hate Critics 1994 podcast. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. With, with me is Amy. Hi. MJ. Hello. Uh, Amy, what else is there to know? Oh, uh, our podcast is brought to you by the Pontiac Fiero. That's a rear mid-engine light sports car, for those that don't know. Your mom probably got laid in one. Oh, uh, that's who's sponsoring was, us this week. There's no room in a Fiero for that. That's not true. Have you seen that little back area? <laughs> if you're short like me, or if you're somebody of smaller stature, you can fuck away in that back seat. <laughs> I As, don't a, think In high so. school, they called it fun size. Fun size! <laughs> I still get called that. <laughs> anyway, get your Pontiac Fiero today. They don't make them anymore, so you have to special order them. Uh, we talk about movies, right? I don't know. Do I thought it was olives. Oh, <laughs> oh no! The dream of having the olive podcast that Fuzzy will Can never see. Can you give see. us one olive-related anecdote? Yeah, you don't even like olives. No, I don't. That's I so weird. Hate olives. Um. <laughs> That's why you should have a podcast. <laughs> I want to talk about how much I hate them. You know, just... <laughs> each week it's a different olive recipe. If we may, if we just take a picture of an olive, just one, <laughs> and then you pick out which one you hate the most, we'll discuss that one. Yes, I, I think it's that one. Yeah, that one. That yeah, one what, specifically. What's a, what about it? What, what <laughs> quality does it have that that uh, bothers you so much? It's shiny. <laughs> it's, is it judgmental? It's very judgmental. <laughs> so and, you think you'd get along? And it it hit my mother with a car. <laughs> oh, remember the time the olive hit Jen with a car? Oh man, seems like only yesterday. God bless I, you. I would explain why you don't like it. <laughs> Trauma. All of trauma. <laughs> trauma. <laughs> yeah. So uh, aside from, you know, the absurd hatred for olives, mm, yes, we had some movies that we watched. Because yes. that's we what this podcast movies. is about. We did watch movies. A movie called I'll Do Anything, directed by James L. Brooks and starring Nick Nolte. Sex symbol, Nick Nolte. Don't ever say that, because that was never People's true. People's sexiest man, That was never Nick true. Nolte. That happened. It was That's on the cover thing. of People magazine, wasn't it? It was the thing that happened. You know what? I gotta bring it up. I gotta bring it up. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Do not. Do not. No. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up. No. Look, at even even Chewie's angry about it. Chewie. Yeah. He feels it, too. Sexiest man alive. See? It just came up. 1992. Just the year... This Two years before this movie came out. That's Probably right. while he was making this movie, he was named... People's sexiest man alive. Right here, there it is. Look at, check out these glasses. Oh, Mr. Sex himself. <laughs> he's strong, sensitive, and squared away. At last, squared he, away. He's wow. a man's man that women can't resist. <laughs> now show his. Now show off his wow. DUI photo. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> right here. Right here. Oh. <laughs> That's the star of our film. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> He's a very handsome man. The scarecrow had a bad night. Oh, <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> He's, he never I'm recovered sure from this not being a musical. It's a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, look at him. He's just wild. He's just it's great. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I'm comfortable with you being a person who wears a Hawaiian shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of against it, but that's, that's just me. I just yeah. watched the Simpsons episode the other day where uh, Bart... It's it's the John Waters episode, and Bart starts Love wearing a Hawaiian shirt, so Homer assumes he might be gay. <laughs> What the hell? Because only only gay people have that much personality that they could wear a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I don't understand. It's so weird. Okay, I really need you to sit. You sit. 
I'll Do Anything is the story of an out-of-work actor who uh, uh, refuses to compromise his artistic vision to get work, so he just sort of drifts around. Then he gets a daughter out of nowhere. She's seven, eight years old. Seven, eight, something like that. Some, yeah, she's young. Yeah. She's a child. She, uh, her name was Whitney. Yeah, he had it with Tracy Ullman playing with a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Tracy Ullman's southern accent. I'm sorry. Oh, it was it was it was terrible. Whitney Wright, that's who played her. The yeah, little girl. Yeah. The little girl. She's cute. Um yeah, it kind of felt like with Tracy's character it, I did, you know, we didn't have, if you're going to have Tracy Ullman in a movie, have her in the movie, you know? It just kind of felt like we that could have been anyone yeah. playing that. It was a really small role. Yeah, stupid. It was Needless. Needless, I would say. Yeah. And she's wasted, you know. Again, if you're not going to use her, with her British accent especially. Meanwhile, she get gets, she she you know he, he gets this daughter because his wife gets put in jail, his ex-wife put in jail. Yeah. So he has to get she gives up the daughter to him, and he's going to raise her in Los Angeles while he's trying to find work as an actor, and uh, stuff happens and hijinks life. ensue, shenanigans are <laughs> in play, tomfoolery. <laughs> It's a dab, yeah. tomfoolery. Um, uh, he starts working for Albert Brooks as his driver. Albert Brooks is a movie producer who is uh, modeled after a guy named Joel Silver, who uh, is a total douche. Made, <laughs> he made a lot of lot of movies, and the Lethal Weapon movies specifically. Uh, he made a lot of blockbusters, and he said to he's been termed what they call a vulgarian. Vulgarian. He's a vulgarian. vulgarian. He likes vulgar things. <clears throat> Well, don't do that. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, okay. He's obsessed with the test scores on his movies, and that's where he meets Julie Kavner, who runs the testing on his movies. I, uh, and in just the most <coughs> wonderful irony, this movie was to contain a song all about a producer who lamented the scores on his movies. And then they put this movie, and they tested this movie for an audience, and the audience hated it. Hated <laughs> and they, it. And they took out the song about testing the movie. <laughs> There's a lot of irony in there. That's so true. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> this was a musical with music by Prince, Sinead O'Connor, and uh, was it Joni Mitchell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and after they tested it, they took all of the music out. They had Twyla Tharp do all of this choreography. For Noted the, dancer, like, Twyla Tharp. Legend. Mm -hmm. and, Absolute legend. Uh, they... <laughs> they just took it all out. <laughs> After one bad test screening, they're like, this isn't a musical anymore. <laughs> I don't care that we paid Prince $27 million for this music. Oh, my God. I get, like, if you want Prince, yeah. you gotta pay for Prince. Yeah. yeah. But it still is so weird now watching this. You should probably use Prince. Well, yeah. <laughs> but watching this film back, considering what kind of soundtracks he's, he's, he's I, I think of, like, Batman. I think of Girl 6, mm -hmm. you know, um, stuff like that where Prince's music is a whole character in a film. Mm -hmm. This movie and Prince, not the same. Like, I'm. <laughs> How did anyone not notice that? It's like a it's piece like... of cardboard, a piece of cheese, and a piece of bread. <laughs> this, is, this is a. Not to, not to denigrate my own people, but uh, this is a very white movie. <laughs> yeah. The great thing is, you don't ever have to worry because yeah. it's already out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't like bringing it up, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't doesn't sit right, does it? It doesn't 
No, it doesn't. Mm. No. I'm trying to imagine what that would even be like, his song, any of his songs. <laughs> now imagine Nick Nolte trying to sing one of those songs. No, no. <laughs> or dance to any of those songs. I can't see it. It would look... Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm about to put this... I'm going to sing a song now for you. Oh, no. My name is Nick Nolte. No. <laughs> Did you eat glass again, Nick? <laughs> Why does he sound like that? Like, <laughs> like that. Good I don't know. He's talking about the the youthful, <laughs> sexy lead of our sexy movie. <laughs> what I want to say, I cannot say. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, do, do you find him attractive like you do, Dennis Hopper? No, because that's different. <laughs> Dennis Hopper is like the only reason he's hot is because he's always evil, <laughs> like Gary Oldman. You know what I mean? There's something inherently sexy about a a, a villain. Mm. Uh, you and Gary Oldman. God, he's so fucking hot in that movie, though. <laughs> oh God. Give me Gary Oldman and Dennis Hopper with a piece of cheese in the middle. I am obsessed <laughs> with sandwiches today. I want a grilled cheese now. That's all I've been thinking about. Fantasizing in your head, just grilled cheese. Well, because we heard about it in Reality Bites, but we'll get back to that later. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm. anyway. No, and, and as, I, as I'm trying to post a picture of Nick Nolte on our Facebook, which yeah. you can find us at facebook.com. It's a website. HTTP colon slash Backslash, www. right. <laughs> I Hate Critics 1994. Um, I... I think to myself, two things. Mm-hmm. One, why did we always mix him and Gary Busey up? <laughs> but then the, look the at this picture, hair. it's like, no, that's yeah. why. Because yeah. they're both fucking crazy. <laughs> Circling back, how, how do we all agree that he was miscast as a lead in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, no, it didn't work at all. It uh-uh. did, because there was nothing, I, I felt nothing... When it came to he and, and and again, I had generally positive memories of this because mom and I went and saw it in the theater, and all I keep thinking is, was I just stupid back then? Because <laughs> it's it, he's unbelievable. Having said that, Albert Brooks, Julie Kavner, how do we have two awesome people and they're just so misused in this movie. It's very weird, right? Because, like, here he is, like, two years before, as he's making this movie, he's named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, and then there's a plot point in this movie where he's going to get this part in Albert Brooks's movie, but Albert Brooks asks uh, Julie Richardson, who's his love, who he's already been having sex with, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Something about that sex scene later, but... Um, <laughs> he goes, he actually looks at her and goes, would you fuck him? Well, would you fuck him? <laughs> and she's like, like well, no. no. But you did. <laughs> you did it's already. Like, dude, you, you literally, already. you don't find him attractive, but you. <laughs> he's not, he's not movie fuckable. He's <laughs> real he's life just... fuckable. But he's not even that. <laughs> and again, I'm sorry if he has a wife and children. I don't know how that worked out, but <laughs> like to me. <laughs> well, you don't find this attractive? Oh, God. It just, that, hey, that's. Hey, baby. The sex scene alone in that. <laughs> Is what so awkward. That? Like I, I. What was that sex scene? I don't, I don't think it was sex. He's just I on think top it was of a her, just kind of like clinging like, yeah. to her. And like he's he's and moving he's like we used to think <laughs> humping was. 
that everything about it was so off-putting, and he was very moist. Again, there was a little oh. moisture there that was none of our business. It's a lot of grunting and faces. Oh god, and it was Nick Nolte yeah. grunting. Oh. Yes, <laughs> none of our business. Oh. So again, and she's like, you know, for you, I'd almost shut off my phone. Oh my god. <laughs> I want you know. Let's think back, and and feel free to chime in because I, I know you you won't. Um, all of the hot guys from the early '90s. You know, conventionally attractive guys. I'm sure they were all free to do this movie. I'm sure <laughs> somebody else could have gotten the role. Or what about what about an, an up and coming? I mean, you know, you probably could have got Clooney at this time. Probably could have gotten Clooney for this. Yeah, because he was just. I mean, ER just started. God, he was hot. Now, see that movie. I, I, Makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want to see Clooney singing, though. That's, <laughs> that's weird. Oh, he had a full head of black, grabbable hair. <laughs> well, but isn't there isn't one of the premises that he's supposed to be not fuckable? So, I mean, they f they they uh, succeeded they in that. Succeeded. <laughs> All right, that's valid. <laughs> You wouldn't believe that conversation about Clooney. <laughs> that's true. Like, oh no, I just... Yeah, I know. no, he's not fuck. No, that's no. not fuckable. No. <laughs> Cats want to fuck George Clooney. <laughs> um, I again that that was I still like can't cleanse myself of of seeing that scene, and I I think about it a lot now. I'll be at work. I'll be stocking shit, <laughs> and there it is. Just Nolte, Nick just Nolte's grunting face. It's all sweaty. I think that's why I tuned it out a little bit because the, of that scene. I think it was that yeah. scene that made me forget it. <laughs> it's like no, no, we don't have to relive this. Yeah, you tell that to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna traumatize my therapist with that. <laughs> Even just the talking about it, the mental image. Oh, sad. <laughs> um, but uh, Albert Brooks was good in this movie. He plays the plays the movie producer. Yes. He's got a line that's just kind of stuck with me ever since that I saw it. Even for the first time, is like, uh, I don't put what I like in my movies. You want to know what I like? Come to my house and look at my lamps. That's what I like. <laughs> you know, <it's> like <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make movies to make people to put things on there that he likes. <laughs> he was making money. He is again to me. He and Julie Kavner are the only saving graces mm -hmm. in this movie. Like if I could just take them and make a film just. A, I'll wait. It's cool. Just about them. Yeah. I would. I would. I would. I would see that movie. I would love that movie. I would wrap my arms around that movie and lick its face. <laughs> I'm gonna check in with that. There are elements of that plot that worked, uh, you know, and and the kind of the movie satire stuff that, that was taking place was kind of working, but uh, so much of the rest of the movie just doesn't work. Yeah, it's. Uh, the whole plot with like the whole the plot with the little girl is supposed to be the main plot. We talked nothing about it. Yeah, and it was, I mean, I feel like they kind of, I know that they were supposed to be strangers, but they didn't really, it didn't really seem like it was a naturally formed bond to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, but by, by, even by the end of the movie, it was just kind of, um, 
Seems a little weird and rushed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Very forced. His sudden, like, devotion to her and her acting career seemed like, again, very forced. Yeah. Very like, much like the plot is telling us we have to do this. And <laughs> it's like, oh, well, this is where it has to end, so we got to get there somewhere. Just, just push through it, man. Just push through it. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> I didn't, what did you think of Jolie Richardson trying to go back to him though, after she's after she's cost him this job by saying he's not fuckable and he finds out about it? Like she still tries to go there and fuck him and and be part of his life. Like and then she like tells him because yeah. she feels guilty and it's like um <laughs> you you think that that is gonna end in something good? You thought that was gonna go well for you. You you saying the man you're fucking is not fuckable. <laughs> you, you literally told a whole room full of producers yeah. that were analyzing him, and you didn't defend him. You said that he was going to be this main character. She literally, she was like, I, I think you would be great for this. I think this is your role. Nope, it's no. apparently not your yeah. role, man. And that's, like, the movie then tries to be about integrity. It tries to be about being being an authentic person. And it's like, where did that come from? Where is that in the rest of the movie? Now that's the point of the movie. Is suddenly yeah. it's about integrity now. Like <laughs> It never was before, but now. We're, we're changing objectives here, and it's not <laughs> clicking. Then again, what was the movie about before? I don't know. I don't lot of A lot of nothing happening. A lot no. of nothing happening in this movie. <laughs> it's a whole lot of just not anything interesting happening. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of there. Yeah, Just. and James L. Brooks is not a bad filmmaker. He's a very good filmmaker, in fact, for the most part. I think, I don't know, I, I should have stuck to his guns and kept the music. <laughs> I want to know what that looked like. I'm scared of what Apparently, that looked like, but I Apparently, it's know. out there. It's like a piece of lost media. Like, But it, but it does exist somewhere. People have seen the musical cut of this movie. I'm curious about but it. But Prince's... Uh... Estate, well, officially, yeah. So, what happened... They were doing a screening of this back in uh, 2020. Uh, COVID time. So it was going to be on online. On uh, they, they were going to show it at midnight uh, on a specific day. And uh, minutes before they go live with this thing, Prince's estate goes, Nope. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Can you blame him? <laughs> the rights to the music are still his, so... Yeah, he was like, nope, not doing that. That's not an option. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And Prince was dead by then, so what the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> if there was one thing that was going to make him come back, it would be the release of this fucking movie with his music in it. <laughs> I don't blame him. What do we get first, Amy? This or the day the clown cried? The day the clown cried. <laughs> Jerry Lewis made a movie in 1969. <laughs> See, Jerry Lewis oh, is a guy who would just sweat a lot at telethons. <laughs> oh, and thought, the French thought he was funny. We don't he know thought it would be a great idea if he made a movie about uh, a concentration camp. Oh. Wherein he played a clown that made all the kids happy on their way to the gas chamber. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, you know, God. so keeping it family friendly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. I feel the pain got, in my chest. He got the script and he's looking at it and he goes, you know what, I think I think I could punch this up a little bit. <laughs> this, is like, this is really sad, guys. <laughs> I got a clown nose and some makeup. Oh. <laughs> 
Just another great decision by filmmakers back in the day. Yeah. And then, then Roberto Benigni thought he'd do the same thing, and they gave him an Oscar, so... <laughs> God, remember when he won the award? Oh, so God. obnoxious. So obnoxious. He just got up on the, like, the theater seats and started walking <sighs> over people to get up to the stage. It's like, dude... Oh, it's so... Yeah. Is that how you act in Italy? I don't think so. That's because he's Italian. He's awful. <laughs> and and awful. awful. Yeah. He was like 50 when he played a child in a movie. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, he played Pinocchio, yeah. No. Yeah, Benini played Pinocchio. Okay, now I gotta, I gotta look at a picture. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, Roberto. I'm very curious about this now. Well, we'll find didn't out. He, didn't he in his Oscar speech just look out at, a, at the entire crowd and go, I want to make love to all of you? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, that's right. Um, um, sir. Oh my God. Yeah, that's real. I didn't think that was real. That's real. It's real. I was hoping it wasn't real. It is real. <laughs> it's very real. That's, I can see it. It's on the screen right it's now. Right here. Um, and then there's his nose. It looks like a little breadstick from an uh, Italian restaurant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That feels like a cursed image. <laughs> I know what I'm going to get you for your birthday. <laughs> a framed portrait of Roberto Benigni's <laughs> Pinocchio. Jurgen Prok now turned the roll down. Well, Jurgen was in high demand, though. Can you blame him? Can you blame him? Can't take Jurgen away from his good projects. Yeah. <laughs> Hot projects. <laughs> it's too important for this. So, yeah. Isn't that great? Um, and, there, and then Robin Williams decided that he would also like to play a clown in a concentration camp movie. <laughs> Wait, that's not what Patch Adams was about. Jacob the Liar. Oh, that's right. I just thought Patch Adams was the worst one he's been in, right? He had a clown I'm a nose. comedian who needs to be taken seriously. What if I'm a clown in a concentration camp? <laughs> I'm gonna change my Facebook bio. <laughs> change it from official tickle like, recruiter to like a clown at a concentration camp. <laughs> That's Amy. That's our Amy. Just like a clown at a concentration camp. <clears throat> and then Polly Shore shows up. And... Oh! <laughs> Polly Shore in Schindler's List. God, if we could cancel ourselves every week, it'd be a blessing. <laughs> you know, we have all these ideas. <laughs> they, they call us the idea people. Oh. They're horrible ideas, but so, which is why we're not the execution people. There it is. There it is. <laughs> the execution people. That's the technical name, right? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> you know those execution people at the concentration oh, camps. God. Oh god. So back to I'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, a, a romantic comedy went so far. For not. <laughs> Not about Nazis. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing that, that I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. Bye-bye. Come here. Come here. Up. No, come up. Up. Up, 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 up. There you go. Oh, good boy. All right. Yeah. We got this. <clears throat> it's a bad movie. It's, <laughs> it's uh, not a good movie. 
Okay, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just say remove Nick Nolte from it. <laughs> Put and, someone else in there. Well, yeah, or or you know, and, and even get it's, rid of the little know, girl. Weird thing, weird thing people might do in a movie. Put somebody appealing in the lead. I know. I know. It's just like in the nineties, that was such a novel idea. Because <laughs> let's face, like in the nineties, everyone was ugly. Nick Nolte really? was like sixty when he was born. I know. Was that weird? <laughs> Why did he always look like he was 60? Wait, remember, he, 10 years before this, he did 48 hours, and he was like, he was like Danny Glover levels of full, I'm done with this shit, like, you know? I'm too old for this yeah. shit. Can oh. you, and how, I mean, bloated Nick Nolte from fucking 48 hours, how, I mean, he looks better. Does he? Like, he, 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 still, he looks he's cleaner. Had a, he's had a fast. He, he took a shower? <laughs> Why, why do I always associate Nick Nolte with not shower? It's probably because of the mugshot. Because he just needs a conditioner. <laughs> a Size of a dime, so rub it in. Not good up here. He looks so just, sad. Just imagine being drunk enough to leave the house like that. <laughs> you know what? Last year, I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, God. Pretty sure I did. Ah, oh, memories. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would say... It, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a horrible movie. I just... I don't think of it at all. Really. Yeah, it's, it just doesn't have a plot. Yeah, it doesn't have characterizations. Very, very strong. I think a lot of it was left out in the music. Yeah, I think you abused Albert Brooks in this movie. I think he deserved better. But then I would say, I would watch I him in anything. He, I think he gave gave the best he could in that he was doing with what he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He definitely, he definitely knew, he definitely, he's definitely met Joel Silver. <laughs> yeah. And you know he fucking hated him, too, which I think is great. It's probably why he played him to perfection. That asshole. Yeah. You didn't even mention his bed. That fucking bed was awesome, remember? It was like those two oh. couches pushed together. Yes! Who ever thought of that? I mean, that's genius! It's a fantastic in the bed. Room, too. Oh, it's, yeah, in, in the Ooh. living room, so there's like these two... Huge couches smushed together. So many cushions, so many blankets, pillows as far as the eye can see. It's like a crib for adults. Uh, like it was like up on the sides. Like it. Looked, well, I don't think they ever pushed those. They think they're just always together like that. That's how it should be. <laughs> We'd never leave the house if yeah. we had one of those. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'd be like, are you coming over? You know what we're doing today. We're going to sit in the square. And you, sit in the square sit in the and square. watch shows. And That's you it. know what else? He had great lamps. He had great lamps. He, he had great lamps. lamps. He had a good looking apartment. Tremendous lamps. Yeah. Oh, Albert. <laughs> Why couldn't the movie just be about your couch and your lamps? <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Just going to show them off one by one. This one I got in an estate sale. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I'd be like, that. that is so true. He did do that. Linda Cook and I, who's a fellow film critic, uh, we we had a game that we used to do when we were when we would go to screenings, just the two of us, uh, which was a lot. A lot, back in a the lot. Day. Yeah. Uh, we were watching Basic Instinct two at the time, and we came up with the theory of the, the the lamp theory of movies, which is if you start looking at the lamps in the room and commenting upon the lamps <laughs> in the room, the movie's probably lost you. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking about lamps through Basic Instinct two. A lot. I can't imagine. There were a lot of really good lamps. Because Sharon Stone wasn't in that one, was she? She was. Yeah. She was. Then oh, who yeah. was the guy in it? Um, the remember the guy who played uh, the guy who thought he was the doctor. The guy oh, thought. Morrissey. Oh, David Morrissey. David Morrissey. <gasps> yeah. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> David Morrissey's awesome. I love him. Yeah. What a 
What a misstep in your career, David Morrissey. <laughs> I don't mean to talk down to you, but that was a, me a major misstep. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> People <laughs> cried. And Sean had to sit through that fucking movie. <laughs> so, uh... So, then reality bites. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first, I'm just going to let the two Directed of you... Directed by Ben Stiller. ...talk about it, because I know how I feel about it, so... It's, uh, the film stars went on a rider as a, a precocious uh, <laughs> early 20s person. Uh, like we were A all. documentarian with friends played by Ethan Hawke, Janine Garofalo, and Steve Zahn. Mm -hmm. And a pursuing boy played by the director, Ben Stiller. Mm -hmm. And uh, then stuff happens in a gas card and, uh, and the wor a world of regret. On my shoulders. You, that's all you took away from this viewing. When you know damn well there's some great fucking lines in this movie. I got a world of regret. It's a planet on of regret shoulder. on my shoulders. <laughs> regret. Planet. Planet of regret. Come on. Which could be any planet, because they're not all the same size. We don't know. His entire universe is on your shoulder. Oh. It, mm. <laughs> so, okay... Some things did not age well with this film. One of them I found was references. Lots of pop culture references, mainly from the 60s, 70s, and mm -hmm. 80s. So, like, Fuzzy coming in and watching this, I'm like, oh, Fuzzy, not going to get that one, not going to get that one, not going to get that one, because so many of these, like, they did a whole, like, kind of trivia thing with the uh, good times. And I'm like, oh, I remember that. I love that. That's so fun. And then you're like... The fuck is good times, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just it just for me that that's that's the prime example of, of a movie not aging well is when we rely too much on the pop culture references, especially if they're. What did you think? You know, uh, what did you get any of that or, or any of those early conversations make any sense to you? Uh, not a not a ton that were regarding that. Like no. Um, <laughs> Did you find these characters engaging? Yes, I I enjoyed the characters. Um, they were, they were all very interesting and they were fun to watch. See, they had the riz. They had the riz. Oh, oh! No one should ever say oh. that. I, I hear it I enough in my day to day it. life. It is who's saying the word riz around you? Ah, uh, children. Um, <laughs> children are using the word. Children riz? use the word riz all the time. All the time. I, I hate it? children. What? I just think I got it. I, I got it. For, I, I only knew about it because of Cody. Because he always said, "Oh, they got the riz," and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" So I'm googling it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So it's like charisma. I yeah. get it. Why can't we just say charisma? Why does everything have to be abbreviated? And where's my cane? <laughs> All right, I got it. Grandma doesn't understand what's going on anymore. <laughs> ah, caning you. <laughs> Grandma doesn't understand also the kids a these days. Reference. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Forgot about the caning. <laughs> the guy got caned. There's a guy that got caned. He was running around uh, Malaysia, was it? Was it Singapore? Singapore. Yeah. And he was like uh, tagging. So they caught him, and when they caught him, they, they just caned him. Caned the shit out of him. The shit out of him. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of that. His whole body's like the shape of a cane now because he was caned so bad. Here, let's try it. I don't remember whatever <laughs> happened to that guy. I don't even remember his name. I just remember that happening. I and like the divide, like between like yeah. your your friends who are like, yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> 
And the guys were like, they should let him go because he's an American. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, it is Malaysia. I'm, oh, no, yeah, Singapore, Malaysia. Same thing, right? I don't know. Caning in Malaysia. Corporal punishment. Who is the guy from America that got caned? I need to know. Oh, gosh. Because he, we all said it. Michael Fay. No, that's it. Michael Fay. That sounds familiar The now. caning victim. Yeah, <laughs> victim. Don't go tagging shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, how old was he? Was he like in his 20s? Tw- no, it'd be funny if he was like 70. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's just tagging yeah. shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, if he was 70, they could have caned him with his own cane. <laughs> Give me your cane. What do you say? Yes, I'll have some more. <laughs> Anyway. What's the plot, Amy? Uh, of Reality we Bites? Don't, we don't know the plot. <laughs> it's about four young individuals who are trying to find their life after graduating college. Like we all did, except I dropped out of college. And then I went back when I was in my 30s. So it didn't really resonate with me in that way. <laughs> but having a job that barely pays you in retail, definitely there. Um... Awesome outfits that Janine wore. Definitely there. Uh, managing a gap versus managing a disc jockey. That's true. But, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, I went to the gap. It was right down the hall. And I like denim. Just like the next person. <laughs> you like beige? Just like the rest of us? Just, just give me some cactus. <laughs> um, denim on top. Denim on the bottom. Oh, <laughs> so much denim. <laughs> Um, Covered in denim. Right. But, like, you know, again, timely, when you think about it, because at, at that point, we still we have a massive AIDS crisis. And yeah. so, you know, I like that we, that, that I mean, yes, does the movie have room for that kind of emotional weight? I think, I think it was fine. I think it, I, I think Janine did a really great job. We are family time. Get off your fucking phones, both of you. I'm just doing research about our, about our show here. Having school things popping up. It's great. <laughs> Why is it whenever I'm explaining a movie, you guys are like, oh, you know what? I got a book on tape, you guys. <laughs> I was listening. Anyway. You were talking about AIDS. <laughs> God, Nazis, AIDS, anybody else? <laughs> Let's talk about alcoholism next. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, and then, you know, we've got Z- Steve Zahn's character who um, was never afraid. Find out, never find out what happened to him. Nothing. We don't. He does not get an ending yeah, in the movie. He's gay. Yeah, but the did, end. Did, did his mom welcome him back? I don't did, think I mean, so. Because again, in the nineties, right, it, it was really hard for uh, parents to accept shit like that, though. Oh yeah, it's so easy now, right? It just. Oh, you know. yeah. <laughs> oh fuck off! You guys didn't even know what gay was, and I was having gay dance parties when I was six. <laughs> Jesus. No, the truth is, is that it was. It was a lot harder back then. It was not accepted. Yeah, gay dance parties. I'll tell you about it. I have pictures. Um, <laughs> But they, they okay, I had friends that would come out to their parents, and their parents were like, yeah, you, you got to go. Oh, more caning. <laughs> Dimensions of the cane. Well, what, is, what is this? <laughs> oh, it's oh, Microsoft this is not Bing. A, okay. This is not a video podcast. Chat GPT. <laughs> Whoa, let's get rid of you too. Um, <laughs> back to Nick Nolte's face. Um yeah, so, but it, it was a lot harder, and with, with all of the, the stuff that was going around back then, you know, people who were gay were maligned all the time, you know, it's it, it's unnatural, it's this, it's that, whereas, like, it, you couldn't be in high school and be gay, you know, if, if that, you'd be, you'd be called a, every name in the book, 
you know, now it's like, let's be honest, you're, you're, you people are really awesome with accepting people. It's, it's, it's such a different world. Back then, it just wasn't like that. Was not like that. I read the Bible. <laughs> I know what happened. <laughs> um, and then you've got Ethan Hawke's character, who's just insufferable. Mm. Yeah. And I just want to wash his hair. Like, that's all I want to do. <laughs> And I know Push he's supposed to... <laughs> he's the sex. He's the sex symbol but of the movie. I actually found Ben Stiller with his blue steel. I I found him sexier in this movie than Ethan Hawke. I did. And you know how I like ratty ass looking guys from the nineties. But I thought he was perfect for you. He smoked the same cigarettes that you did back then. That's true. We both smoked those campus traits. Ah. Oh. We didn't have the internet back then. That's all we could do was smoke. <laughs> right? I didn't smoke. Back me up! I've, I've never smoked in my life. Oh, that's right. No, but you have the lungs of a smoker. You can thank your parents for that one. Oh, God. Um, it's a constant haze just everywhere. In the ni- like in the, in the 80s and 90s, you just walk somewhere and look, everything looked like Los Angeles sky. Just s- smoke on the ceilings. Nice, just gooey. Like this house. <laughs> these white tiles. Yeah, these were white ones. Oh, yes. <laughs> Not but you'd have these in your home in the, in the 90s and they would turn yellow within months. Just bright yellow. Yeah, the bathroom was once white. <laughs> now it's just, we call it nicotine. <laughs> Very great. Gross. So great. gross. Well... Uh, that's what your lungs are like. So, but uh, it was funny because I don't think there was a scene without a cigarette in this movie, which no, you could not like get it. away with that now. Ethan Hawke smoking in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Hang on, I gotta get on a plane. I'm gonna give him some cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> in a hospital. <laughs> like, dude, people are on ventilators in hospitals. Right. Like, you don't mind, right? Yeah, I don't. Do you have a light? Well, he's a rebel, Dottie, a loner. Oh, now see, if Paul <laughs> Rubens was in this movie, he'd be less insufferable. <laughs> no, it just everything that came out of his mouth, and 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 how they painted Ben Stiller's character to be like this—he's he's awkward. Back yeah. then, they really wanted us to think that he was kind of an idiot. And really, all I saw was a, a well-meaning guy who wanted to, who was a good guy. And he got fucked in the end. She ended up with Greasy McGree's face. I mean, he also sold out her documentary, too. Yeah, but then he said he would go back and change it, which I believe he would have. Give him a chance. Could he have, though? I feel like at that point, he probably wouldn't have been able to change it. Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) If he said he could take out that pizza thing, then he could take out a lot of it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Their faces on pizza, right? Thinking that that was the biggest problem with it. It was a problem, but it wasn't the biggest problem with that movie. I want to take that and I want to put our faces on that and make that our picture on on the Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing against her as a as an actor. Winona Ryder's great. That 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 documentary is not a documentary. It's, not a documentary. <laughs> it's like that's just you fucking around with your friends. Yeah, Kenner yeah. and I used to do that all the time with their mom's video camera. Just walk around Princeton talking to people. <laughs> right, I recall seeing that when I saw this as a kid. Like you know, Ben Stiller's right. You need to dress this up a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna need a better package. <laughs> but then they they turn they just so. So MTV, like over the edge MTV, <laughs> in your face, if you will, oh, which is the name extreme. of the extreme. Extreme. Um, <laughs> God, I hate extreme things. And Riz, I hate Riz now. It's, it's not good. It's none of our business. No. But, um, 
So overall, I just you guys just get out of the, out of the way because you know I do like this movie and and I care about it. It, it has a, a big place in my heart. Uh, the soundtrack just slaps, and I think it's a it's a it's a good movie. It, it's dated, mm-hmm. things didn't age well, and I really don't like Ethan Hawke in it. <laughs> but I do like Ethan Hawke, so just I, I like Ethan Hawke bathed. <laughs> no more no more grease. No no, and I'm, I'm like I'm like I haven't showered in two days. What am I talking about? <laughs> so I don't think but, your hair looks as greasy as his does, though. He looks like he literally just lathered grease. It's like he just laid hair. in like Crisco oh. and rolled his head in it, and he, you know he's like just this this intellectual poet guy. Just he didn't hmm. really seem like he was. Doing it, like I know. It just kind of. It didn't. He didn't say anything incredibly clever. It was more just like everything he said had just ironic quotes around it. Everything is normal, which was the nineties, which is so the nineties. Like that was us. Like we couldn't. A a genuine emotion is just not something that we were going to willingly admit. You couldn't take a. You couldn't take a side. Nobody took sides in the nineties. You don't take a side, and because that might open you up to potentially being mocked. By the other side. Good point. <laughs> there was none of that. There was yeah. no. It was just everybody was just posing at all times, <laughs> trying not to have a feeling of any kind that could be interpreted in any way. <laughs> I feel so seen right now. <laughs> My nose. Um, okay, so there's a difference. You could be the quintessential '90s guy, Matthew Perry. <laughs> Very much us, that generation. Or you could be this asshole. <laughs> it was so pretentious. And like I, I keep thinking, like, did I like his character back then? I don't fucking think I did. Because, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even... I, I don't like myself when I when I get into to deep philosophical conversations. And, like, now I, I think back and I'm like, I think Ken and I and my friends, we would try to have really deep, really deep conversations. And if we listened back to them now, we'd be like... <laughs> God, we're fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, shut up, you guys. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. But like, it, even I, I think Winona Ryder actually carried that off with her character quite well in this movie. Just like she she really she's full of emotion. She's like, I was gonna be something by twenty three, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you're you're a zygote. Take your time, love. I mean, <laughs> you're doing better than the rest of us. You know, so. Just little moments like that that I didn't love, but I did love the movie. So you guys tell me. Are you being sarcastic, dude? I don't even know, man. <laughs> Greatest line in The Simpsons. <laughs> just captures everything. It does. <laughs> it just it's does. so our generation. We did. We at certain point we just stopped knowing whether or not we were being ironic or yeah. not. <laughs> it's sort of. It just sort of becomes like the way you talk, and then you're like, and then nobody knows what you're talking about. Exactly. Like, what, do they? Are they going to the? Are they going to the store? Or are they? Okay, I'm going to the store. Then. Are they actually going? Are they mad? What's? That's mad. that's so very Midwestern too. It's like you can't tell. Are you joking? Or are you mad? It's very much that way. I don't know. Fine. I will stop breathing. <laughs> oh, that's just great. Now tell me, hmm. did you like it or not? I don't care for it. <laughs> I want a reason. It's it's kind of cringe. Of course it is. <laughs> what have we been doing on this podcast? <laughs> it's the point. 
I, I don't know. It's, it feels it doesn't feel authentic anymore. It probably maybe it did at the time. It doesn't feel authentic anymore. It feels like people who think they that they are talking like real people, but they're not. It's true. It just doesn't feel real in that way. I, I didn't want it to feel real because I think real sucks. This was written by no, nothing against Stiller. I love Stiller, but this is written by somebody who is listening to people talk as opposed to actually talking the way they talk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, you? Um, I liked some parts of it. Thanks. I think it's kind of like I, I like half and half. Like I liked some of it. I, I thought some of it was a little iffy. But what did you think of Ethan Hawke? Uh, I. Um. Well, you know they they say that you're a good actor when you can make someone hate your character, uh-huh. and like I, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a good actor. Because yeah. we all hated him, right? <laughs> Did you hate him? You kind of liked him. I didn't necessarily hate him. Um, he just... He had moments where he was, like, questionable. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. questionable. Like, he just... He kept pretend... He was very... Pre- I very. It was very much pretending to be something. Yeah. Like, and I... No. Just stop it. Stop it. Get some help. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Favorite piece of trivia from this movie? Ben Stiller fired Janine Garofalo very early on. Okay. You know their history, right? (laughs) Even just before filming began, Garofalo was fired from the production. Because Ben Stiller did not like her attitude during rehearsal. (laughs) One of the greatest things, too... Is that not two and a half years later they wrote a book together called Feel This Book. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest fucking books on the planet. They have been great friends for a very long time. So he had a we had a show called The Ben Stiller Show. She was on there. Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show. Um and Andy Dick, who had a cameo in this fucking movie, oh, just fuck gross, gross, oily man. Um great show. So him firing her. Sounds very much like how their relationship was. It was like brother and sister. So, you're not going to fire me, right? Because <laughs> I really need this podcast with all the money that we've been rolling in. Oh, I know. What are you going to spend your I'm million about on? I'm to go get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to have a boat so bad. I want that for you. <laughs> I'm just going to have a boat. <laughs> Nothing else. Sell everything. Just have the boat. Just the boat. Yeah. Is 1994 still better than 1993? <laughs> I feel like it's crawling to better. Yeah. It's not as miserable. No. There are a lot of miserable movies during 1993. I think that really did add to my depression last year. <laughs> I think it did. I, I, I feel myself slowly coming out of it, yeah. but I feel like 94 is going to disappoint me. It, it was disappointed me every week so far. Oh my god. <laughs> Just wait till we fucking get to like Pret-a-Porter and shit like that. <laughs> That Julia Roberts movie that nobody fucking remembers but me. <laughs> and the Ine Kamosi song, Hot Stepper. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. A movie about models. Nobody remembers that. Because <laughs> it's fucking horrible. It was a horrible movie, and, and the called, soundtrack was awful, it too. It was called Ready to Wear. Ready to Wear. But in, you know, Europe, <laughs> it's pret a right. Uh, who is our sponsor for the final segment? Oh. The Pontiac Firebird? 
feel like that's our sponsor. Yeah, it's uh, brought to you by Bacotel, <laughs> cheesy fiesta potato scented deodorant. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So Pontiac Firebird's going to be very disappointed. Well, I think that this is the appropriate thing to wear in a Pontiac Firebird. <laughs> you smell like cheese anyway. What are you What are you obsessed with right now? Robert Sheehan. No, I mean, what recently are you obsessed with? Robert Sheehan. What are we talking about? I thought we had a, we came up with. Oh shit! I forgot we talked about that. Um, why don't I remember what I was obsessed with? I don't know. God, I'm really pathetic. I know. You're totally blowing this. You what, no. You what go, outside you go of first. this show are you obsessed with right now? Um. Oh. I gotta look at my text. <laughs> I'm obsessed with a lot of things. I have a lot of obsessions. <laughs> Nothing standing out particularly right now that you're like, I've got to, as soon as this show's over, I've got to go continue to. Well, I, mm, only thing I've been doing recently is, uh, oh, well, my, it's not really an obsession, but I'm studying my script, so that's been kind of obsessive. You're going to be an actor. An actor. An actor. Actor. <laughs> and then when that happens... We're all going to be famous. <laughs> That's why I've always said, we need to exploit the youth. <laughs> I've been saying that since you were born. And now you it's actually happening. You're going to be the next Michael Bean, kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, what a horrible thing to say. <laughs> Michael Bean. <laughs> all right, then. Don't, don't, feel, don't, don't feel sad that it's, it's over. <laughs> Be glad that it ended. <laughs> I don't think that's the right way to say that. Anyway, my obsession mm -hmm. was watching behind the scenes and and um, uh, old um, movies from the filmmaker Savage Steve Holland. I went down a, uh, a rabbit hole after watching Better Off Dead, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. And I remembered it was so One Crazy Summer and how I got into college, which a lot of people don't remember that one because it was right there at the tip at the end of the 80s, right in the beginning of the early 90s. And I watched a bunch of this behind-the-scenes stuff, and just, I watched, I watched, like, panels. So, like, the kid, the $2, he was on the panel. <laughs> like, what did he have to offer the panel at Comic-Con? I don't $2. know. $2. But it was still great to see him. Mm. But I just, I was saying to myself, it's like, God, you know, I watched these movies, these three in particular, that I just enjoy... Again, amazing soundtracks, amazing actors in all of them. I enjoyed them more than a John Hughes film. And I, and again, don't get me wrong, because you know I like John Hughes, but I think Savage Steve Holland had something. He, he, the way that he, he, he came at everything with such a childlike vision, and he drew these pictures, and he would bring them to life, and that's what, you know, you'd have these transitions in these films. He would animate shit. Oh my god, I have to show you the Van Halen animation from Better Off Dead. It's one of the greatest moments. He, he works, he's flipping burgers at this burger joint, and then pretty soon it turns into, like, the stop-motion animation of a burger dancing and singing Van Halen. It's, it's just, I can't tell you, I think, to me, those moments st stuck with me far more than Ducky dancing in a record store. And I know that that is iconic, but everybody wants some. I want some, too. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the scene with, with John Cusack just sticking Q-tips in his ears and his nose out his mouth. I mean, that's just that's how the film starts. And it's just so good. So that's my obsession. I, I would say I tell everybody, go get into Savage Steve Holland. And, you know, he went on to do uh, like Disney 
and Nickelodeon kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. very much I think suits his brand. But I, damn, I wish he would have done more of the teenage angsty movies because they were fantastic. And I, that's what I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I've been watching uh, people reacting to the music video for One by Metallica. Oh, yeah. You said it was really emotional. It gets really emotional. One by Metallica is an incredibly emotional video, if anybody's not seen this. This uh, mixture of the song One with the visuals from a movie called Johnny Got His Gun, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it turns out, like, you'd think heavy metal, you think, like, super masculine dudes screaming at each other, throwing their bodies into each other as hard as they possibly can. This is, like, the most anti-war liberal song you've ever heard in your in your life. Like, it's the single most anti-war video ever. Uh, and But watching it, having seen it so many times in my life, watching other people see it, and knowing what they're about to see is, like, super emotional. Yeah. Like, how they're going to react to it. Watching it through somebody else's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wrote 2,000 words and invited people to actually film themselves watching it and send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with watching people react to it. It's super emotional. <laughs> I, I, I think that's great, though. As much as I hate Metallica, I think that's great. <laughs> it's the greatest music video ever made. I disagree. But uh, you, I think it, I think it's great, <laughs> but I hate Metallica. So I almost went to see them live last year, <laughs> just to be with a guy. When was the last time you saw the the video for one? Uh, nineteen ninety. Yeah, you need to watch it again. Nine. You need to watch it again. Do I though? Oh, you do. I really, you really hate do. Metallica. You got to watch it again. It's incredible. If uh, I do that, how much do I get paid? T- uh, two, two tup- a tuppence. A tuppence? <laughs> a full-on tuppence. Stop sending me tuppences. <laughs> I can't use them here. <laughs> <laughs> you, can right. pay, you can pay for a British Airways flight in like 50 years. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, a tuppence isn't going to get me very far. <laughs> Barely to the airport at that point. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to pick me up. <laughs> so, no obsessions like that, like what we were just talking about. Is it just, you're just reading your scripts, that's it? I just feel like there's more, there's more to you than that. There's more to um, you than that. I, no, it's, it's, there's stupid things, like I've been watching the uh, AI-generated images. Oh, oh, these things are so freaking funny. Um, there's one where it just asks for a simple bowl of chicken noodle soup. It does not get a simple bowl of chicken noodle soup. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's not working. It's, here, it's, there it is. Um, and it starts out by, it, it, it asks for it, and then it puts popcorn in it. <laughs> also, I don't, there doesn't appear to be any soup in there. No. Um, and then, and then it's like... And then it, it, it explains it very, like, so it says, I understand that the combination might seem a little unusual. Sprinkling popcorn atop chicken noodle soup delivers an unexpectedly harmonious blend of textures, marrying the soup's traditional warmth and tenderness with a crunchy, broth-softened <laughs> topping for a novel and engaging culinary twist. That's not how popcorn works. No. <laughs> you get popcorn wet, it's not crunchy anymore. But what's no. worse is the picture. It, and, then, and then it's just like, okay, just show me a normal chicken noodle soup with no popcorn. <laughs> This is not chicken noodle soup with popcorn. No. It's not soup. It looks like a bolus. <laughs> I, see, uh, I see. I see big things of chicken. Yes. Uh, lots of heavy, big pieces of broccoli. Um, 
Uh, I don't see any soup. I'm telling you. Also, I don't think you eat soup with chopsticks. I don't think chopsticks are a thing with, with soup. No, and they also that doesn't quite work. asked for no uh, popcorn, and there's, there's a little bowl of popcorn on the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he screams at it, that's not soup! Do you see any liquid? <laughs> and then... Deepest apologies, and then it just gives them a chicken noodle soup, but it makes the, the chickens are out in of the noodles. noodles. Makes chickens out of the noodles. Isn't that brilliant? And puts popcorn in it. Chat <laughs> <laughs> GPT, like AI, they, it hates us. Like it wants us all dead. And we, and then, and then it asks. It's, it's like, okay, show me a bowl of popcorn. It gets that right. <laughs> then it's like, okay, make sure that's completely away from my soup. And make it soup. No, it's still popcorn. Too. <laughs> still popcorn. At least popcorn. I think chicken. I see broth. There's little chickens least. though. It's popcorn. Uh, the popcorn. Ch- it's popcorn. Popcorn, popcorn chicken. <laughs> popcorn obviously. Popcorn chicken. But that's soup. not what they asked for. <laughs> no, and then it just wants a chicken noodle soup, and it and it finally is like, okay, all right, we'll give you an image of chicken noodle soup, and this is the last image it it's gives a them. Chicken eating noodles. <laughs> chicken sitting at a table eating noodles. And the chicken's name is Soup. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's creepy, all of it. I've been watching those. The barbecue a lot. rib one <laughs> sent me a barbecue rib one, and that was disgusting. <laughs> you do not want to see what they've done with barbecue and ribs. It was horrible. It's a human rib cage. Yes. Human rib- yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then there's heads at the top of the ribs. It's horrifying. Yep. And then there's Nightmare another fuel. one where they keep putting pickles in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, there's all kinds of them, and they're just. Taste the rainbow. They're not getting them. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, uh, just just to share. Yeah. Um, Prime Video mm-hmm. charged me a dollar seventeen instead of the full price for the rental of Reality what? Bites. Look wow. at that. A dollar seventeen. Well, that's that's Ooh. lucky. You didn't have to pay for a bad movie. Uh, you know what? I would have paid <laughs> full price because hey, I like Amazon. It. She'll pay pro- full price for that. Uh, <laughs> Well, don't take me. <laughs> like, not right now. I'm kind of in the red, but like, you know. So, yeah, that's so. That's the two movies. What are we doing next week? Oh, um, yeah. Should come prepared. What with being the producer and all. <laughs> oh, listen to this. Somebody's getting a caning later. Amy is dangerous with the cane. It's this or my staff that has the ball at the end of it. I'd take that yeah. over that any day. That staff is heavy. That's going to hurt you if it you get is. hit with it. Yeah. Luke Perry stars in the movie Eight Seconds. Okay, no. <laughs> no. A, I'll probably I hate... cry if I see Luke Perry. Oh, I forgot. You know who Luke Perry is. Yeah, That's he was right. in my Riverdale show, and they, ha- and they did this whole like send-off for him on the show. I oh. bawled my eyes out. Oh my god, I bawled my eyes out. It was so sad. Oh, it was so sad. But he was We'll be really watching hot. eight seconds with Luke Perry. We are really gonna watch that. That's one. the only option. I, I disagree. <laughs> there has to be more options in that one. We're not watching Sugar Hill with Wesley Snipes. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Wesley. You have really disappointed us on this podcast in the past. Yeah. The man behind Boiling Point. Remember Boiling Point? No, oh. because no one does. Remember the first five seconds of Boiling Point. The rest of it is blank. You fell asleep. No, I didn't. You just don't remember I it? I just don't remember it. It's like I remember the hotel room where he was in for a, for a fraction of it, and then it was and the rest of it's blank. That's true. I mean, he was more memorable in Demolition Man. 
And that was a horrible movie. <laughs> We're gonna get back to the seashells again. Oh god! Oh, no. <laughs> Next week, eight seconds. <laughs>